Welcome back to the Travcess Podcast. We're your hosts, Kim and Aaron. We are healthcare travelers and the creators of Travcess. And this week's episode, we are live from Bali once again with the first Travcess adventure trip of 2024. Woohoo! And we had a crazy journey here that we are going to tell you all about. Then we're hungover. Okay, so to address the last <laughs> comment during the intro, yes, we are both starting off this trip a little overhung. Well, we were in Changu last night and we went and found this amazing new restaurant right next to our hotel, Te Amu. Te Amu? Te Amu. Te Amu. And it was amazing. But we had like two espresso martinis watching the sunset, and then we had three Some, spicy margaritas. No, it was four or five. No. Yeah. No way. It was not five. I would have been four. Okay. Well, no wonder I was. Well, we were also that. there. We were also there for three and a half hours. They were moving tables inside and closing the things, and we were just still sitting we were just there. They're talking. They're like, um. Okay. They were like flickering the lights like yeah. on and off and Aaron and I were still just like sitting there talking. We didn't realize it was 11 p.m. I know. We're like, we got there at 7.30. Yes. 7.30. Wow. It was, it was fun. It was a great dinner. But well, damn, was, I, I felt it this morning. I was so hungover. Well, we only slept for three hours as well. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. Cause like if you follow us on Instagram, um, at Kim and Aaron G, which you totally should if you, if you don't, because we've. We're doing like this mini vlog series where they're like a minute and a half, like little vlogs of our trip. And we're going to try to keep up with them and do them uh, probably not every day, but just throughout the trip and our travels to do a couple a week of just like capturing our whatever our adventures and trips. And so I was saying there like, oh, we always beat jet lag because we have this system where, you know, we sync up to the time and we wherever whatever time we land, we just kind of stay on the time that we're in. And then we whatever we make it work and we we really never get jet lagged ever and i think i like knocked on wood or no that's that's not what i would say that not, doesn't even make I sense i think i jinxed us yeah. because we went to bed last night at like midnight and i woke up at three forty-five a.m i had the worst headache so i did take excedrin and that always wakes me up so i think maybe that could have been a contributor too i didn't take any excedrin right but I could not go back to sleep. I was just laying there. Could be the espresso martinis. Yeah, but that I don't usually have that issue. No, I know. We, we had, had them at two, and it was at like five thirty. Yeah, and I was like just laying there, like please go back to sleep. Please go back to sleep. Like you're tired. You have a. We're about to start a trip. Like you need to sleep. And then you were wrestling. Oh, I saw you on your phone, and I'm like, are you awake too? Yeah. And then we ended up just getting up. We got up at like five o'clock and we went down, had breakfast for three hours, went down to the beach and we've been up ever since. And we just got to our villa here in Uluwatsu, like preparing for the group. And we're like, let's take a nap. We have, we have time. Like, let's like, cause we start the trip tomorrow and we don't want to feel like shit. So like, let's try to take a nap. And then we were just laying here. Like yeah. we cannot freaking sleep, but we're so tired. And I don't know what's going on. No, I know. I'm I don't like it either because this has never happened to us in, in Bali, and and it's like we're starting the trip, and I almost feel like my body's like shutting down. 
because well, I need I need sleep, but like my body wants to sleep, I just cannot fall asleep. Now, granted, we are in a beautiful villa, and this is like what Kim and I picture for villas. This is like next level, but we have three huge windows, and the sun is shining in, and so it's like hard to sleep, right? When it's dark, I think we'll be just fine. I hope so. My plan is to take a melt. We're gonna have. We have our chef here. We have a whole staff. We have a chef. Like, this place is absolutely amazing. It's where we're kicking off the trip. Like, everybody will get here tomorrow, and we'll do lunch. We have bartenders coming. We'll get to know each other with an ocean view and a Infinity pool. Yeah. Karaoke room. Oh, my. It's insane. We upgraded from the first group because we're only staying here two nights um, instead of three, and this one's way more expensive. Um, But we're going... We're going somewhere else. We're going up north. And so because we only did the two nights, we opted for the more expensive villa because it was less time. So we put money back into it to like yeah. be able to have this really incredible villa. But what I was saying was, what was I saying? Oh, that usually you and I get before a trip, like we give ourselves a couple of days, especially Bali to like, we want to feel good. We want to feel energized. Like when the group gets here, like we're on, like when these guys arrive, like we're on. Right. And we want to give them the best trip that they can, that we can. And we want to feel our best. And this was such a quick turnaround because Aaron was working. And so we only had two and a half days and it's just, I'm really, really regretting that because I feel so tired and like, I'm not ready I will yeah, never, but, ever do this again. But the energy of the group carries it, no, too. No, I know. And I know. so I just hope that it doesn't overcarry it. But I think, like, we'll sleep great tomorrow. I mean, granted, there's bartenders and drinks. Yeah, and like, it's, it's... So it's not quality uh, sleep. And then, you know, at least we're chilling at Lavina, uh, you know, at the resort the next day. So it's not like a, you know, hoorah. I know. I'm but, just putting it out there. After supper, we're going to pop a melatonin, and I'm going to pass the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, it was really cool last night. I will say I wanted to add this, but when we were here with the first two groups we came to Bali uh, in 2023, September, October, um, the Teamo was being built right next to our hotel. So it was cool because we went back, and it was built, and that place was amazing. There was, like, open kitchen. Chef was literally, like... Uh, what do you call it? Tweezering like yeah. food and like making sure every plate was like designed. And we had tiger prawns uh, and hummus, hummus, filet mignon with their flatbread. Oh. Like they're, they literally, it was the, uh, like uh semolina crust. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It was in truffle mash, with truffle mashed steak. potatoes with a sauce over top. Oh, and yeah. coming from West Virginia where like we haven't, there's no good places for us to go eat. And coming here, except like we're in Bali and we're like all surrounded by like the best restaurants, the most delicious, like you wouldn't think, I guess. Right. right. Like, but Bali's like a, a big foodie place and there's a lot of chefs here. There's a lot of incredible places, especially in Chenggu and Ubud too. Yeah. Um, so anyways, there's a lot, we've got a lot of eating to do on this trip. Well, it's just crazy because we had Stop with the, hair. the argument of four margaritas each oh, right please don't say that word. each so that's eight margaritas then we had hummus with the flatbread i got a filet mignon you got tiger prawns and it was 153 dollars. yeah which which we pay for that just like in steak and salad at 
in West Virginia. Well, that would have just been our and wine. Yeah. yeah, with eight. Mar- oh my god! Please don't say the M word. It's too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Okay, so we're preparing for the group, and again, if you if you follow us on Instagram, we did like a whole vlog series about our thirty nine hour journey to get to Bali, which is just so crazy. Thirty nine hours. Like we were traveling for days. What is that? Oh, I guess it's. It's almost, it's a day and a half. Almost two days, yeah. Um, And we had this whole crazy luggage saga. And we go, we walk through the whole thing on the vlog, but just to kind of. Well, not really, because it's it's a minute and a half, so we really can't capture all of it. That's true. So that's why I love the podcast, because we can actually, like, dive into it. Yeah. Well, it starts off that Aaron, so. We've been traveling all over the world for the past, you know, 10 years, right, internationally. And we've never, ever, ever carried on. Like, we've just, I've never even considered it. I'm like, I just check my luggage and I'm not going to think about it. It's just too overwhelming. Like, who cares? Just check a bag. So we've always done that. That's how we traveled, whatever. And then I've lost luggage before and just... Wanting to keep things as easy as possible, we got this idea of, like, let's try to do a, ch- a carry-on for Bali. I, can I add real quick? Yeah. I think one thing that Kim and I noticed, and it's actually quite funny, one of the driving forces was not, was not only just the ease of it, but the fact that a lot of times when we go to Bali or when we go to, you know, basically anywhere outside of the U.S., we usually take a flight from where we are, maybe it's Florida, maybe it's West Virginia, maybe it's wherever, to a huge, like, airport hub, right? And so that's usually not built into the international ticket. We always will, like, book Delta with our points from where we are to where we want to go, which is a completely separate flight from the international flight. So we'll take a flight from, like, this time, West Virginia to New York, well, then there's always like a decent layover because we don't want anything to happen. Um, so we had to fly West Virginia to Atlanta, Atlanta to New York, and then that kind of started the journey. And so every time we take those crazy flights, our luggage goes down to baggage claim, which then means Kim and I have to get off. We have to get our luggage. Then we have to go back through security. And a lot of times our layovers are so long that the international airlines is not there checking in people. So we can't get back through security so we're like, hey, if we check on, check in, carry on, carry on, and don't check any luggage, then we just get off the plane and we go straight to the lounge and we get to enjoy these nice lounges for a very, very long time and not have to go out through security and, and the craziness. So that was like another driving force yeah. behind mm-hmm. carrying on. Yeah, 100%. That's like That was like the main thing, right? And so... We weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it, and I was, like, stressing out about the toiletries because, again, I just throw everything into a checked bag. I never even think about this stuff. So, I'm like, you can only have the one quart with the 3.4, or one quart bag that's clear that can only carry your, you know, 3.4 ounce toiletries, sprays, and gels, and all that. And I'm like, how am I going to do that? Because I have a lot of, like, skincare stuff and whatever. So, that was, like, a whole thing. 
And it was, like, kind of stressful, honestly, because I'm like, why don't we just check? Like, this is too much. This well, is too stressful. Not only that, like, I, you know, you have your skincare, and then I'm, like, a digital... I bring my computer and cameras, our and our cameras and, all, and yeah. our our microphones to do the podcast on the road and like I, I have all that digital stuff which is you know the rechargeable batteries which can't be checked so I have to bring a big thing anyway but that's usually my personal item yeah. <laughs> right. I mean just crazy we, we have a, we pack a lot we got a lot of stuff yeah so anyways we're just like are we going to be able to do it we're not sure so long story short we we did it like it yeah. was. We did it. Like, we were able to figure it out. The bags closed. The toiletries were good. And we're, like, freaking, like... Stoked. We, yeah. Like, we did it. Like, I was really impressed. I'm, like, we're, the, like, part of the carry-on club now. Like, this is amazing. And so, all of that work, we were so, like, intentional. We were... Because, like, we just really put a lot of thought into this because it's not second nature to us. So, we had to, like, find a flow with it, right? And so... Anyways, we go to the airport and I'm still a little bit nervous because I'm like, are they going to let all of this stuff through? Are they going to, are they going to take some of my stuff? And I was so nervous about that. And well, cause it, your skincare stuff is expensive. Well, right. That's why I was like, if, if, if there's an issue and they're like, oh, you got too much for whatever reason. Right. I feel like it depends on who you get. Right. Like <laughs> some one TSA guy might be like, I don't give a fuck. And someone else might be like, you have one too many. I'm going to take it. And you hear like conflicting stories where people are like, you can only have the one quart clear bag. And then other people are like, well, I bring multiple and I've never had any issues, but you just don't know. Well, I'll also say that like we've traveled so much into so many different airports, whether we've been outside the airport or not, we've gone through a lot of airports and I can tell you TSA is not universal. No, no it's and, not. And that no. is what really gets me. Yeah. Like, why can't that be a universal thing? Yeah, it's like, it depends. Exactly. So who, we fly in, we fly in multiple airlines and we might connect somewhere and they have a totally different rule. But I just got on a plane, three planes before that with everything that I'm carrying and now all of a sudden I get to your airport and it does it's not allowed? Like yeah, that makes zero page. sense. I know. It's yeah. So stressed out about it, made it through. We're like high fiving, like we we fucking did it, dude. Like let's go. And so we go to Atlanta, then we have to go to New York. That was the other thing. This it this trip ended up being longer because Charleston is such a small airport. And so we couldn't just fly Charleston to New York. So then we had to go to Atlanta and have a layover there and then fly to New York and have a layover there. So it just added on an additional like 12 hours Mm -hmm. to our trip. So we get to New York and we realize we don't have a boarding pass for our Emirates flight. They like usually it's in the app, but they didn't send it or whatever. So we're hangry. We're like, we want to. We can't get into the lounge because we don't have a boarding pass. Right. And we're just like beelining into the lounge because we're like, we need to eat. We need to fuel up. Like, it was like that that point. And so they're like, nope, you got to go talk to the agent. They can print your boarding pass and then come back. So we're like, okay. So we go to the, the agent and. Like our no, it wasn't our flight yet. It was just like an Emirates, an Emirates worker, like because we were early, and she was like, "Yeah, she was gonna print our boarding pass." And then she's like, "Can you turn around? Can I see your backpacks?" So we did, and she was like, "You can't bring those. You back- have to check your luggage. You have to check your luggage. Like your backpack is too big. It's considered a carry-on." And I just my only response was, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, we were like, "What? No, like absolutely no, not. Not not doing it." 
And she was like, no, like you could, you could have a purse or you could have like a small bag, but your backpack is your carry on. And we were just both like, what in the actual F? And honestly, looking back now, we should have pushed back. Yeah. I was hangry. You were hangry. We were just like, and then we were like, okay, I guess this is like an Emirates rule because she was just like, no, you have to check your bags. Like she wasn't budging with us. Because I wish I would have just said, my backpack fits under the seat. I don't mm-hmm. care what size you think it is. It fits under the seat. I have no issues. This is my carry-on. This goes above in my storage. Above. That's how it works. And I wish I would have pushed back on it or asked to speak to somebody else. I agree. But we were just, like, over it yeah. at that point. Well, we were trying to rush to the lounge to, like, actually get some food in us before we took a 14-hour or 12-and-a-half-hour flight. Yeah. So we gave her the bags and we were just like, after all of that, how hard we worked. We should have just checked the damn bag from the beginning. Like the whole point was to have the bag so we didn't have to worry about it getting lost or all the things. And so we give her the bag and we're like pissed off, but we just let it go. So we're like, I guess whatever. Emirates sucks. Like, yeah. Meh. So then what's crazy was we go to board the flight. Now the flight's boarding. We spent like not even an hour in the lounge run back to the flight and people are boarding and they have large carry-on suitcases and bigger backpacks than us and they are boarding the flight with no issues and this is this is like the whole plane this isn't like oh there's two people like this was the entire plane that were carrying on multiple bags yeah and so i walked up to somebody and i said excuse me sir um she took our carry-on and said we couldn't have two carry-ons. And you could see that he was kind of panicking in a way of just like he didn't know how to. And so he was like, uh, people pay different tickets, mm-hmm. uh, different fees, and, and they, they pay for that. And I said, yeah, but we didn't have checked bags. Like, So we get two free bags, and this is my personal item. And he was like, people pay for, for different, there's different tiers. And I wanted to be like, we paid for elevated seats, for comfort seats. Mm-hmm. So we paid more than the majority of the people getting on this plane minus business class. Well, and other people had economy tickets because we saw them. So it was right. like, again, we could have and we should have pushed back. But then, because I was just thinking at that point, what are they going to do? The bags, our bags are already on the plane because we had to leave them with her so they're not there. They're going to, what, go find them, bring them back? Like, I think it was just the principle. Well, and my thought process was one of the reasons, again, why I explained that at the beginning of this podcast was the fact that we didn't have to go through security in New York and grab our bags and bring them back through mm-hmm. security and get... We already did it. So it's like, okay, we're, like, fuck it. Like, we're, we're taking Emirates. They're going to just send our bags all the way through Bali so we don't have to worry about it. And everything's good. So it's not that big of a deal until the principle of it. Yeah, it did become more of just like, there's no rhyme or reason. It's ridiculous. It was like, we hit the wrong girl at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. And if if we would have just showed up with our boarding passes like we normally do and walked on the plane like you normally do, we never would have been questioned. But it was because we just happened to be with that girl. And there was was nobody else at the gate. She zeroed in on us. And it was just like, again, it depends on who you get. And so we were like pissed off. We're like, like, let's get it out now. Cause we kept going on and on and on about it. We're like, let it go. Let's move on. All is well, whatever. So then we get to Dubai. Dubai. 
and then we have a seven hour layover in Dubai. And, and oh, and that's the other thing is I had like all my potions and stuff. And I was like, oh, because I wanted to shower and get like freshened up in Dubai. Well, the lounge in Dubai had showers. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then I realized I had a couple of things in my backpack, like face wash and stuff. But I, I was having this like dermatitis on my face. And I have like a special like potion from like the dry skin and uh, the cold air in West Virginia. I don't know. Like I broke out into dermatitis. So I had this special potion for it. And I wanted to, like, lather it on my skin. And I was like, oh, it's in my carry-on. I didn't get that out. So I was, like, pissed off. So, anyways, we go to the lounge, shower up. It was amazing. Like, just hang out in there for seven hours. And then board our flight to Bali, fly to Bali, get to Bali. And, again, we were, like, Oh, if we had well, carry-ons, we would just be rolling up out of this airport. I kind of want to. I want to take it back a little bit. When we were in Dubai, um, they we we're about to board the plane, <laughs> and they said there's some like issue with our ticket, and oh, so some yeah. some lady came over, and she was like, "Do you have check bags?" And we we're like, "No, uh, we had carry-ons, and they took them on the last flight." And she like started oh like started like scrambling and like. And so we were like, ma'am, is there an issue with our luggage? Like, and she was like, no, no problem, no problem. And so we were like, okay. So we just boarded the well, plane. And I like, confirmed again. I'm like, our bags are, will be in Bali. And she even like did a thing on the radio. And she was like, we need to open up the thing and add in two more bags. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, well, they're adding in our bags. Like, they had them. She had the thing, whatever. I didn't really think that much about it. She said it was fine. Bags will be in Bali, whatever. Let's mm-hmm. go to fucking Bali. So then we get to Bali again. We could have just left the airport right away, but we had to wait for the luggage. And, and, and Bali, it takes a long time. Like, yeah. So we're just waiting, waiting, waiting. It's it's over an hour, and they're dropping like one bag at a time. And I'm like, and this is a plane with like 500 people on it. Yeah. Well, it was two flights as well. Yeah. And it was like it was like watching water boil. Just yeah. like one bag, one bag, and we stood there for an hour, hour plus. And bags aren't there, bags aren't there, bags aren't there. Remember, I go, I swear to God, if they lost our luggage after all of this, and you were like, don't even put that out yep. there. And so Kim's like, I got to go to the bathroom. So she goes to the bathroom. I had already been to the bathroom, come back. That's how long we were like waiting. Mm-hmm. And I see this girl walking around with this sign, and it says, Mr. Bobby Gibson. And she's just, she's holding it up and just walking around the carousel with my name on it. And I'm like, I know good days here to pick us up. Like, are we that VIP now in Bali that like, they cover a look. Yeah. Like they're just like, Hey, like we have a special gift for you. Like, I didn't know if I won like, you know, 10 million rupiah or something in some drawing or something. So I walked up to her and I was like, uh, it is me, Bobby Gibson. Like how, what's up? Like, what did I win? And she was like. Uh, your luggage not here, sir. And I literally lost my shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, what do you mean it's not here? And she was like, I don't know, sir. You have to go to the desk. They're calling for you. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Like, they took my luggage. I should have been a carry-on. Now they lost it. And I literally, like, I go to Kim and I'm like, they fucking lost our luggage. And she's like relax like how do you know that and so and i had this feeling too because we have air tags which 
best thing ever. Uh, like, get a freaking air do tag. Do not travel without air tags in your luggage. Yeah. And we checked them, and they said that they were still in Dubai. But I was like, oh, well, it's, maybe it's just not updated yet. Like, let's just, it's not updated. It's not updated. But, but it they, said updated four hours ago, and that I was know. a nine-hour flight. I know. And I was like, I didn't really want to believe it. And then I came out of the bathroom, and it's like, yep, bags aren't here. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I knew it. And we, you, we just had a laugh about it because we're like, the irony. What are the chances? We never, like, this would be expected if we checked our bag, but we worked so hard to bring a damn carry-on, and then it was taken, and, and now our bags didn't even make it to Bali? I know. Like, after all of that? So we were just, like, pissed off, but we were laughing about it. Also, it's so hot in Bali right now, like, oh. unseasonably hot. This is, even the so drivers heated. are saying that it's even bad for locals. Yeah, like, it is hot and all we have are sweatpants sweatshirt and a t-shirt yeah and we smell like hot garbage because we've been traveling for the last like two days we smell so bad we're walking the streets of bali in sweatpants i don't think i've ever been so hot in my life no and i think too like i don't know why i didn't put it together or i was kind of like in a panic mode when she said i'm checking your luggage because we were just like oh we'll have all of our stuff for the shower Mm-hmm. So I just grabbed underwear and socks. Yeah, I know. I didn't even grab like another change of clothes, which I had already had prepared. I know. So we literally changed underwear and socks, but I still put on the same stanky Bro, ass clothes sure. that I had been wearing for the yeah. whole 39 hours. We got to wrap this up because it's 530. Oh, okay. Our dinner is about to be ready. Um, but long, well, it's not long story short because we just told a long story, but the air tags were amazing because we were able to track the bag. So we filled out this stuff and they're like, okay, your, your luggage is going to be on the next flight. Well, it already was. They yeah, it's already, already on it. the flight. Mm-hmm. It's on its way to Bali, which again, a couple of years ago, I lost my bag at going to Bali and didn't have air tags. And we were in Thailand, like waiting for the bag and we'd call the airline and they'd be like, oh, your bag's going to be there today. And like, it wouldn't show Mine up. Mine showed up. Yeah. And then they kept saying, like, mine was going to be there and, like, never showed up. And we're like, where is this damn bag? We didn't have the air tag, so we just were relying on the airlines. We had no clue where the bag was. They ended up shipping it home to Florida. While they were telling me it was in a warehouse in L.A. I know. It's like, that was crazy. So having the air tags this time, we were able to see exactly where the bag was. And so... <laughs> the air tag in G'day, like... God bless G'day. Like, yeah. we told G'day, obviously, he came and picked us up, and he's our really good friend here. He helps us run these trips in, in Bali. And um, he was like, send me the pin where your air tag is dropping. And he gets in on his scooter and ends up at somebody's house where there was, like, a package out front. And he was like, it's not a warehouse. There's a package out front. And I went into the house, and I said, is this where the airline stores the... Then <laughs> they were like, no, this is, like, somebody's house. And so I was like... G'day! The bags are moving! They're moving! And so, like, the AirTag updated, and it was, like, going towards our hotel. And I'm like, it's coming! It's in a van! And he was like, they must have dropped it off at this person's house. Yeah. And I'm chasing them down, going through their house, asking, oh like, like where where, is it? Where where's Tim and Aaron's bags? Did you steal their bags? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> good day, dude. dude. he's the he's best. He's a legend. He like, is. He's a legend. But Without hesitation, I he's know. like, drop me the pin. I know. And then he said, drop me the pin where it is now. Because I want to make sure that it's moving towards your hotel. <laughs> and then and, and we confirmed that it was. Yep. 
And the luggage showed up within 24 hours. Like, we had to get through that night, right? Yeah. But we literally went to our hotel. We took showers, put on the same nasty... I turned my underwear inside out and, like, wore the same nasty T-shirt. And we didn't even have dinner. We were so exhausted. We just passed out. And took then, Benadryl. Yeah, we took a Benadryl, passed out. And then I looked the next morning and, it, and I saw the bag was already in Bali. So I'm like, hell yeah. And then we went, we got massages, we... Had, we went and got a smoothie. And I mean, by the we time did we look came like back to the hotel. The luggage was there. Yeah, we did look like crazy people walking through oh downtown God. Changu in sweatpants, and we went into the the massage like wearing sweatpants. And she was like, she had to turn on a fan and turn off the the bed warmer because we were sweating so oh, yeah. bad that she put her hands on me and was like. I think she thought it was febrile. Like, she was, like, concerned. Oh, yeah. Like, I was balmy oh, yeah. and, like, warm. When we walked in there, like, our faces were red hot. Like, sweat pouring down our face. Like <laughs> My shirt was drenched. They're like, oh, God. We, <laughs> yeah. like, smelled like garbage. Yeah. We're like, we're here for our massage. And then she was, what was really funny was she was like, sir, would you like me to wipe off the oil? And I was like, no, nah, leave it on. Like, I, I, need I, I need the smell. I know. We were, and it's like. We're in Bali. It's 95 degrees, 100% humidity. People are walking around in, like, tiny bikinis and, you know, crop tops and shorts. Like, it's hot, you know? And here we're walking, like, through the streets with sweatpants. And people are probably just like, do these people know where they are? Well, and that's what I said. I told Kim, I was like, I'm having a real big flash of, like, judgment, right? Because you never know people's story. Because they're probably riding by going, like... These people are nuts. Like, what's their deal? What's up with them? But they don't know that that's the only clothes we have. And, Mm -hmm. like, we have no choice, right? And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to judge people anymore. And I'm going to catch myself because you never know people's situation. And who gives a shit if they want to wear sweatpants in a hot day? So it doesn't matter. I do do not want to get off this podcast without sharing the story on the plane. Yeah. No. I know. There's a good way to close it. So... Got the luggage. All is well. All is well. All is well. That was trip like starts easiest. tomorrow. Yeah, trip starts tomorrow. We have all of our stuff. We are ready to go. So thank you for making that so easy for us, AirTag and Emirates and the Bali people because they Oop. deliver that shit. Um, yeah. So we were our first flight. It was New York to Dubai. Oh yeah, on Emirates, and we hit some turbulence. I would say it was. It was a violent turbulence. Like, it wasn't... Like, the plane was dropping. You could it was, feel it. You could feel it. It felt like a roller coaster. There was, there was, there was a, a drop. There was a couple big drops. But it was only a couple. Yeah, it wasn't... It didn't last that long. No, and there's that nasty storm going through the eastern seaboard of, like... So, it was hitting New York. Yeah, and it was, like, right when we had um, taken off from New York... And so it was, like, pretty early into the flight, and, and they even, like, got on the thing, and they told the flight attendants, like, sit down, right? Like, you know, they were already up and cruising ground. They told everybody to sit down, they, you know. And what I loved is that the pilot – oh, no, that was that was a different pilot. Never mind. The one when we were flying into New York, and, like, they oh, were yeah. so communicative, which I love, because, like, if you know it's coming, then you're just like, cool, everything's under control. You expect that you're going to hit some turbulence. They're letting you know, and they're like, oh, it'll probably last about 10 minutes, and then we'll get out of it, whatever. And I just feel more at ease knowing. I don't know. Their voices sound yeah. pretty panicked they're on like, the flight into New York. Yeah, like, they like, said oh, we were going to be delayed yeah. over 40 minutes. Yes, yeah, circling. Be- and we had to circle into a storm, like... And, yeah, he, like, got on a couple of times, and he was like, 
Okay, guys, uh, so uh, we just talked to the air traffic control, and uh, it's going to be pretty bumpy. I'm going to have everybody take their seats, flight attendants take their seats. He even Stop said, what you're doing. I need, like, I need you to tighten your seatbelts. Yeah, it was a little like, I've never okay. heard that in a plane. I need you to tighten your seatbelts. Yeah, it was a little bit alarming. But then he came back on. And he was like, "Okay, uh, just got an update from air traffic control." I, it's not so bad. Yeah, I think it was. A, <laughs> I think it was a, a little bumpy a few minutes ago. But like, we should be good. It's still going to be bumpy, but not as bad. And it was actually pretty bad. So I'm. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad that it cleared up. I can't a little imagine bit. what he was saying at the beginning. He sounded terrified. He did sound terrified. I was like, bro, you're not, like, giving me confidence No, right isn't now. that funny how you could hear that? Like, we've flown yeah. a lot, but, like, I could hear it in his voice. Like, they, they seemed scared. They seemed uncertain. I know. And I'm like, you're not making me feel good about no. this situation. That's the first time I've ever heard a pilot sound uncertain. I think he was just, like, thinking. Yeah, I think talking. he was getting mixed communication. Yeah, I think he was... And, and then they had to, like, circle, and it was, like, a whole thing. But I loved how he, like, walked us through the whole process. Yeah. It made me feel, like, good. So that was the New York flight. So then this flight, we leave New York. Now we're on Emirates. Different pilot. They were not Massive plane. <laughs> communicative at all. He was. Not really. Not was, like that. He was the South African pilot. Yeah, they come on in the beginning, but and then they come on at the end. But, like, they're not, like, walking you through anything. It's yeah. just, like, silence, basically. Um I mean, he did come on and say, like, take your seats, right? Because we're going to hit turbulence. And we hit the turbulence, and it wasn't, like, even that bad. You could feel it, but it wasn't, like, whatever. And there is a lady three rows back, and she is crying it and is a, screaming. It is a blood-curdling yeah. scream. Like, I, I am telling you, like, if you would have thought somebody was about to stab her, like... And she knew she was going to die. If you could picture that scream. Just absolute terror. Complete and, terror. And she was screaming at the top of her lungs. With, was, with the dips. Yes. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. I need to see my family. Oh my we're God. all dead. Why is this plane doing this? <laughs> like, what is wrong with the plane? I'm getting off. Yeah, I'm like, getting what? off the plane. And then screaming in between, but she was saying this as she was in tears. Yeah. And I thought it was a joke at first. Like, what's going on? Because then somebody's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I don't know if it was a family member. Yeah. Because she started screaming first, and then it was like the panic set in. And she wanted to see her family, and everybody on the plane is going to die. It was absolutely terrifying. It was like my worst nightmare, because that freaked me out. Because I'm like... Oh, like I don't already don't like turbulence and like she's screaming and she's saying these crazy things and I'm just like, uh and I just like put in my earphones and like cranked up my music and just like drowned it out. So you know what my first thought was, which what? is kind of interesting. So Kim and I were sitting Kim's chair seat was broken, so she couldn't lay her seat back, so she moved uh away from but I was sitting in an emergency exit with the extra leg room, so the flight attendants were right in front of me. But I was thinking to myself when she said, I'm getting off this plane, she sounded so panicked that I'm like, she's not thinking clearly. She might make a run for the door. Like, she was in that state of terror where she's just not thinking clearly. And so I'm like, oh my God, is there going to be a situation and I am the person in the emergency exit with the flight attendant and we're going to have to stop this woman from opening the door? She would have been an easy takedown. She was like old. I don't know. I didn't see her. So yeah. I don't know who she was. 
Yeah, I but I just so. remember thinking there could be a situation yeah. going, and then they're going to have to down the plane and yeah. let her off, and it's going to be a whole thing. But it was definitely something I've never, I've never experienced, experienced on a other than the flight attendant screaming. Oh, while she was coming on the into bike? New York, yeah. No, when we took off from Vegas. Oh yeah, when we were landing, coming in, in New York. What's up with New York, York, dude? I know. Yeah, she was like talking on the intercom, and then the plane it it dropped like a shit ton. It was yeah. terrifying, and she was mid sentence, and she just like ah! like screams at the top of her lungs, and we're like, okay, and then starts laughing. <laughs> She's like, just kidding, guys, everything's fine. <laughs> we're like, uh, get me off this freaking plane. Yeah. Well, then Kim's like, I think the pilots were drunk from Vegas. Oh, they they were the that was the worst flight I've ever. That been was on literally in I've never my life. I've we never told felt. The story oh yeah, I've never before. felt roll turbulence. Yeah, so that was kind of like weird. No, it was absolutely terrifying yeah but yeah so that was but then what was so weird is then we never heard from her again she didn't say a peep the rest of the flight and we also had other turbulence throughout the flight right i never heard a peep from i don't know if they drugged her drugged her i think like her family member like slipped her a couple i think so something happened she just you never heard from her again never made a peep and we had similar turbulence and it was just like nothing i actually thought she passed out from fear that's how you know, you just go into like a fear response and pass out. Yeah. Like I literally thought that happened because she was in a pure panic and then just nothing silence. And, then, and the flight attendant was like laughing at her and I actually like felt bad because it's like she was really scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure those flight attendants deal with so much that it's like, it's like us at a hospital. Like we're just kind of like. I never would do that to a patient. I wouldn't laugh at them if they're scared. I would no. never do that. No, I wouldn't laugh if they're scared. No, not at all. I was just, terrified. I was just saying that there's things that we deal with at the hospital that we think is normal that most people would be terrified about. Yeah. But, like, we, it's just a normal occurrence to us. I just thought it was an inappropriate response. Oh, I agree. Like, but, yeah. Because so, I was looking to her, like, what are you guys going to do about this? Yeah. And she was, like, laughing. And I'm like, okay. That was, like, a crazy flight. Luckily, that flight was pretty empty. And so Aaron had his seat and then I was able to move over which I had to like steal that seat from someone it was like a four it was an exit row so it was like four rows but it was a four seater yeah it was a four seater but only in the middle the middle like armrest came up and so I I like to lay down like I can't sleep sitting up it's so I just can't do it and so it was completely open and I was like oh I want to like move over there I could have those two little seats and just curl up and go right to sleep and so I was like trying to find a flight attendant to make sure it was okay, that I could make the move, whatever. And in the meantime, somebody else, like, from economy, economy, because we were in, like, a, a upgraded row. It wasn't, I don't know what it was, but it was, like, we paid more money, and it was an upgraded seat, basically. It was $200 more per seat. Uh, it was 241 to be exact. <laughs> yeah. And... The, uh, so she went and sat there, and I was like, I came back, I was like, no, I'm actually moving over there because it's adjacent to like the seat that we were already in. And I was like, sorry, like I'm, I was, I'm literally moving right there. And she was so nice. She was like, okay. And she just like moved to another seat. But I was like, I am not like, this is my seat. Like I'm taking it. Like she just went right over there where I was trying to get permission. So I like got the seat and I was able to lay down, which was so nice. But for some reason that was like such a hot row and this one guy kept coming over and sitting next to me. 
and refused to move. Like the flight attendants kept coming and saying, sir, you can't sit here. This seat is a more expensive seat. And they were making such a big deal about it. I don't know. It's like, whatever. They're like, you can go, you can move to another economy seat, but you cannot sit here. And he was like, I want to be able to sit here. Why can't I sit here? And he kept doing it over and over. And they kept telling him to go back to his seat. And it was just very bizarre. And the flight attendant was like, this seat is $241 more. If you would like to pay that right now, then you can move to this seat. If not, we need you to go back to your seat. You cannot get up again. And he just like refused. So finally he was just like, Wah! and like went back to was his seat. Was it the seat. barefoot guy? Yeah, in the white. And he kept just standing there like lingering. And I'm like, I just want to be able to like rest here in peace. And everybody was just like hovering. It was a walkway where people were coming and going from the bathroom. Yeah. It was like an active spot. But that was, like, very bizarre. I felt uncomfortable because he would just sit there. And I'm like, can you, like, get the fuck out of my row? Yeah. It was a, it was a weird thing. But anyways, all in all, it was we slept for 10 hours on the first flight. We took a Benadryl, passed out. I had beautiful seats on the second flight. Upstairs. Yeah. Two-seater. Nobody next to us. Yeah. Gorgeous. It was pretty easy. Nine hours. We stayed up. We didn't want to sleep on that flight because we wanted to get to Bali and, like, go to sleep that night. And I, yeah, for being a 39 hour travel experience, it was pretty, the flights themselves were pretty like, they were simple. You just settle in. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you at that, at that nine hour flight, I was like, I can't (gasps) be on this plane for another hour. So yeah. Anyway, our dinner's ready. We got to go big Travcest. Bali 2024 starts wow. tomorrow. First trip of the year. First trip of the year. We got two groups. We'll do it these two weeks and then come back and do it all again. I can't believe people are coming tomorrow. Oh I my know. gosh, I'm excited though. Coming tomorrow. They're already landing. Like No, I mean to the villa, like tomorrow. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, make sure to follow along on Instagram. Like I said, we're doing like a vlog series and then we always share things on our story so you can follow along with our time here in Bali at Kim and Aaron G. And we are going to do our best to put out an episode next week, depending on what's going on. So if we don't have one next week, we'll have one the week after that. Yeah, so doing a debrief of the first trip. Yeah, where we get to like talk smack about it. Spill everything. the tea, no. baby. <laughs> Never. All right, guys. All right. Well, have an awesome day, and we will see you when we see you. Bye. Bye.